Welcome to the Farm Bits Podcast. Farm Bits is proudly produced by the Nebraska Digital Agriculture Team and hosted by students at the University of Nebraska. The Farm Bits Podcast comes to you each week to discuss the trends, the realities, and the value of digital agriculture. Through interviews with experts, producers, and innovators from across the agriculture industry, we hope that you step away from each episode with new practical knowledge of digital agriculture technology. Hello, Farm Bits followers, and welcome to another episode of the Farm Bits podcast. I'm Taylor Cross. And I'm Emily Hansen, and we are glad to have you with us today as we continue our discussion about remote sensing and precision irrigation technologies. Today, we're joined by Derek Siegman, Vice President and General Manager of International Irrigation for Valley. Darren has had many years of experience in all areas of agriculture and joins us today to talk about various technologies related to irrigation at Valley. Valley Irrigation has locations across the globe focused around all types of irrigation systems. With that, let's jump right into our interview with Darren. So my name is Darren Siekman, and I'm currently the Vice President and General Manager for our International Irrigation Group. But I've worked with Valley now for almost nine years, but really uh, grew up in Nebraska, central Nebraska, Merritt County. Uh, so as you can imagine, we irrigated a lot there. And, uh, you know, from really the time that I was big enough to go to work anywhere, I was irrigating for somebody. So my dad was actually a county extension agent. So we lived on a little acreage, but I started working for farmers in, you know, sixth or seventh grade. And I'm so old that, you know, we were still pulling ditches. So, so, you know, gated pipe was like an upgrade, but uh, so yeah, a lot of ditches and siphon tubes and gated pipe and, and pivots were just really coming in. Uh, you know, this would have been in the you know, early eighties. Um, but, but more importantly, uh, to back to the podcast is uh, I've, I've been able to work in agriculture my whole life. I have an ag econ degree from here in the university of Nebraska. So I worked in uh, technology then I worked in manufacturing and then Valley really brought those two together for me. So it's been a super great journey and uh, it's been a lot of fun. Really exciting. And welcome back to University of Nebraska-Lincoln. <laughs> Would you be able to share a brief history of Valley Irrigation for some of our viewers who are not as familiar with uh, Valley? Right. No. And that's one thing that I'm really, really proud of. So um, Valmon or Valley Irrigation just celebrated our 76th anniversary. Um, so we really were the pioneer in center pivot irrigation and our, our founder, Bob Doherty, um, purchased, um, the patent to the first center pivot. Um, and, and I'm going to go on a brief rabbit trail with that because actually we were able to find that very first prototype. It was out at a farm in Colorado where Frank Zybach, who got the, um, patent. So we actually brought that back. Uh, to Nebraska, and we're retrofitting it. We might display one of those spans actually either here on East Campus or, or down at Innovation Campus. But more importantly, um, over our 76 years, um, we've expanded, as you can imagine. Um, and I'll talk about two ways we expanded. The first way is that if you take that center pivot, it's obviously a long piece of steel tube. Um, but steel likes to rust out in the environment because our implements out in the field all day, every day, all year long. So one of our other businesses that we've gotten into is really the coatings business, i.e. We, we hot dip galvanize all of our products. So we coat it with zinc to make it last longer and it's all fully recyclable. But then also, again, back in the day, as you can imagine, um, you know, we only sold here in the Midwest. And so we are very, very cyclical. So if you take that center pivot 
and you stand it up on end, it becomes a light pole. So that's the other part of our business. So our structures business is really focused around uh, large, and now obviously much, much, much larger than what a center pivot would do, but like large, the, the, the large transformers that you see in the large transmission lines, highway signs, but our roots are really about irrigation. And along the way, um, obviously not just farmers here in the Midwest, uh, saw the benefits of our center pivots, but now literally everywhere where they grow crops. And that's the cool part about my job now is that literally everywhere in the world you can think of that somebody grows something, there's probably a center pivot there. And we have a local field staff to support it, install it and help grow the technology. So we're uh, publicly listed on the New York Stock Exchange. You can go see all the financial data, um, but uh, super, super proud of our roots here. Our headquarters are just down the road in Omaha, but uh, operations in in um, over 70 countries. Wow, that's really impressive. And I personally didn't realize that about the Transformers and Power Pulse. Did you? Um, I knew a little bit about it. I've got a friend who actually works for uh, Valley, so I knew a little bit, but not that much. That's neat. Um, well, here on the Farm Bits podcast, we like to focus on digital ag and digital ag tools. And specifically this season, um, we're learning more from industry and research um, about irrigation digital tools. And so we know that uh, Valley is very established here in Nebraska. Um, and how um, is Valley bringing these digital tools to the market? And how are they, you know, like helping uh, the farmer? So if you could just maybe give us a brief description about y'all's product offerings in that digital um, ag space for irrigation management. Right. No, that's a that's a great point. So I'll kind of go two ways with that. So the first way is, like you said, we have a complete digital toolbox. And what we mean by that is, let's just put it in the most most basic of terms. It's remote control for your center pivot. You know, you can stop it, you can start it, you can see how it's working. So it's really remote monitor and control. And that's kind of the the basis for a lot of our digital suite. But then from there, you can get into scheduling packages, you can get into chemigation, fertigation packages. Um, but really, it all flows back to that basic technology, though, of applying the right amount of water in the right spot at the right time. And that's what our technology package really focuses around. So the one I want to talk about is um, something we're calling uh, Valley Insights, in this case, Plant Insights. And so we're just we just have released this product in North America. Um, it's it's very exciting for us because this is the part of a first it was a partnership and then an acquisition with a company called Prospera Technologies. They're actually headquartered in Tel Aviv, Israel. Um, and for those listeners that may not know, that's really, really a tech hub and a, and a very, very um, advanced place for machine learning, machine vision, and artificial intelligence. So those are all kind of terms we throw around. But at the end of the day, it's it's taken an image or it's taken data from your field, and it's going to tell you where there's a problem at. So in this case, we're happening to use a camera on the pivot. So we actually are putting... Uh, basically souped up cell phone cameras and the engineers would kill me because they're much more sophisticated than that. <laughs> but again, in our terms, just think about having that that 24-7 monitor hanging on your center pivot. And as that pivot makes it circle, pulling in data um, all during the growing season. 
And what that's allowing us to do, it's allowing us to see stand counts. It's allowing us to see disease outbreaks. It's allowing us to see pest outbreaks. Um, and then I know we're going to talk about water management and irrigation management in a minute. So I'll just kind of stop at that. But what happens is, is an, again, um, this isn't meant to take away from the agronomist or disrupt the field scout. It's really meant to tell that agronomist, hey, here's where you should go look. Here's where there's a problem. And here's what we suspect there to be a problem. So the individual grower can say, hey, I'm just going to get it on my phone. And here's this notification. Or we can easily allow your agronomist or field scout to know, hey, here's where I need to go look at. So I think that's a really big revolution for us. Um, because again, when people say center pivots, they think about the water and that's what that's what built us. And obviously that's one of the three building blocks we need along with sunlight and nitrogen to grow crops. But this is allowing that center pivot to do something that people haven't used it before. And like I mentioned before, we have to make them really tough because they're out in the elements all day, every day. But then let's use that to our advantage. Here's a basically a robot out in your field. And once you have it connected up, you know, using whether it's AgSense or Valley 365 or any of our other tools, then it's basically becomes a, a internet enabled robot that you can tell it what to do out in the field. Yeah, that's really cool. So with the cameras, are they like on every span? Are there multiple per span? So we're working through that right now. So kind of what we're doing, and this is this is a theme I know we're going to get into later, but I can't stress enough the the one of the Again, if you, I know I sound like an advertisement for Valley here, but I, I really do enjoy what we do and what we get to do. So much like you guys here when you're doing your research, here's what we're capable of. We're capable of hanging all kinds of cameras on that pivot. But what we're trying to hit is the sweet spot of here's how we can collect way more data than what a field scout's going to or way more data than what you're going to get from a satellite pass, but yet still make it affordable for the grower. And obviously someone growing potatoes is going to have a different economic threshold than say someone just growing field corn, even when field corn is worth, you know, take your pick six or $7 a bushel. So to specifically answer your question right now in Nebraska, our sweet spots kind of a camera every other span, but that's more because we're trying to balance the data costs and the hardware costs versus could we absolutely hang sensor, 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 sensor on there? You bet we could. Um, so Right now, that's where we're at, but it'll it's it's literally changing all the time as we speak. The other thing, not to get too wonky, but for our agronomy major in the room, is um, uh, you know, it's also thinking about other bands, so other multispectral bands, uh, whether that be in the thermal or whether that be in the other um, uh, uh, high high frequency bands. So that's the other thing that we're really garnering is yeah, here's a plain old red green blue picture of a plant here's what this hole looks like versus here's a true more um, a multi-spectral image to say here's where we're seeing problems in the crop how do all of these technologies combined benefit a farmer's irrigation management or the their system of operations right so that's that's where we want to tie back into using some sort of scheduling device whether it's ours or someone else's because again this all of these are about return on investment so we get that. So again, you know, do you need to put on a little more water? Should you be putting on less water? So again, it's about tying into your complete cropping plan so you can have that data. And then more importantly, uh, or maybe not more importantly, but just as importantly is going back at the end of the year to do your as applied. 
to say, okay, I really did put this much on and here's when I put it on and start to overlay that against your yield maps. And when you think about if you're doing any sort of variable seeding or variable fertilization. Yeah, that is important. Um, so you mentioned a second ago about this new Prospera and the sensors um, and that system. Um, that is on the market today. And um, do you have maybe any like customer feedback stories or like how it's maybe changed their operation or improved it? And if there's another technology maybe that has a, even like, a big impact in your opinion that you would like to share with our listeners? Right. Well, so for right now, because so, we've actually been working on this product now, again, a couple, three years, closer to four, maybe. Long story short, that the fun one for me is, and we this was happened to be in with potato growers, a potato grower in Idaho, and his point was, I got, I got the, uh, I got the insider, I got the notification, and I'm like, nah. And then sure enough, you know, and like another week, it became visible to the naked eye. And he goes, if I'd have gone and gone ahead and treated right away, I had been able to impact my yield positively and not seeing the yield loss. And we've got several like that. Um, again, some of them are out on our website and out on, out on YouTube where we've got the testimonials from growers. And basically what it is, it's two things. It's they don't they don't necessarily believe it right at first because they can't see it. And then also what we see then is, okay, I'm trying it on one field this year. Now the next year I come back with two or three or four fields because again, it's, it, it and again, we get that. Um, regardless of the, the period that we're at in ag, we always have to prove our worth. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, we want to make sure that those technologies really prove that. Yeah. And I forgot the second part of your question. No, I'll, I'll ask you to get here in a second, but it is, it is hard. Um, I do on farm research with farmers here in Nebraska and, um, if they aren't able to really see it, you know, it's it's hard to um, their trust in the technology. And since they won't be able to see it with their eye and um, kind of prevent it from being able to be seen, it's really hard. We've learned that um, it takes a, it's a three year process. Uh, it takes three growing seasons to get a farmer to really adopt, um, you know, these technologies and believe and trust the, the system itself. Um, so. Are there any other technology um, offerings that you think have made a really big impact on your customers from Valley? Well, I really think uh, that, you know, it started as AgSense and we'd had we'd had monitor and control products clear back, you know, back up running off of a page or even or off of a phone line. But the ability to get the information onto a cell phone and actually do something with it, I think. And, and don't get me wrong. These technologies are super exciting but they all come off that building block because um, I think we're probably half of our pivots. Um, the farmer has gone ahead and connected them to the cloud somehow, or, you know, has remote monitor and control. So when you think about, again, okay, why well, drive past that pivot all the time? Okay, but are you driving past it when you have to go out of town for something, other work that you want to do, things like that? So I think you know, it, it doesn't sound quite as um, as exciting or sexy as some of this new stuff. But the fact of just having that dashboard up to say, hey, the pivot's running, it's doing what it says it's doing, there's not a problem with it. Um, that's, I think that's huge. And again, I understand it might only be during, you know, during tossling, it might only be during pod fill. There's, you know, there might, it might only be a week, a year, but boy, those, that's when it really pays off. So I would stress that, that everybody should really have that building block of, hey, monitor and control to get that linkage. 
Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I know there have been times on my own family's operation, we don't have anything hooked up to the cloud, but we'll go out and check a pivot a couple miles away. And then two hours later, it's got a flat tire and we didn't know until the next morning. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and like you said, usually you get away with it, but if it's, you know, I always overuse this one, but it's the 4th of July, right? You know, and you want to, you know, you want to take the day off or you're trying to take the day off and there's a flat tire in the middle of the field and there you sit. And besides the fact that you have to work on it, you know, that's right when you're coming into flowering, what just happened to your crop? And that's what you can see later, you know? So kind of building off of uh, that, are Valley Smart Farm Solutions compatible with all pivots and all panels? So we're definitely compatible with all pivots. Um, and, and when we say all panels, we have to be a little bit careful with that because we do have um, the kind of add-ons, if you will. So you can definitely connect to another panel that's out there already. But that's where it's really important to just get in contact with your local dealer and make sure that, you know, I can sit here and categorically say, you bet. And then as soon as we do that, there'll be the one exception that the, you know, so again, contact your local Valley dealer, but categorically, yes, we do want to operate in a very agnostic environment, but obviously we'd love the customers to have Valley product, (laughs) but we've known that as farmers expand, you know, if you, if you picked up some ground that has competitor X or Z or whatever's pivot on it, and it's only a five-year-old pivot where you're not going to take that down. So absolutely. We know more of our customers are running mixed fleets as they pick up land um, or as things change and shift in their operation. Uh, So you mentioned earlier um, about Valley 365. Um, And so I'm just a little curious if you could expand on maybe what that is and how that helps farmers. Absolutely. So Valley 365 is really our platform. So again, we talked about AgSense. We're going to talk about VRI in a second here. We've already talked about the Prospera solution and our plant insight solution. So Valley 365 is the place we can bring that all together, along with some of our pump monitoring, along with other on-farm monitoring. So it's really just that platform where you can really monitor and control across your farm. Yeah, that is really neat. Uh, I think Valley has a has a lot to offer in the technology space right now for farmers across uh, across the world. So, yeah. yeah. So how does Valley 365 help with irrigation scheduling? You said it combines everything all into one spot. Right. So exactly. So it and I, well, I should say it has the capability to because, again, I'm really old and I remember going out with my dad and we would plug the little lead wires into the gypsum moisture blocks, right? So, I mean, we're not quite, we've advanced a little ways past there, but for example, you know, growers now, it's not uncommon to use some sort of soil moisture probe or a couple in the field at your various depths to get that moisture reading. So with the Valley scheduling product, you can certainly, that's an option. You, you have a probe. Um, we are, we're compatible with many, many different kinds of probes. It's taken a look at the weather forecast. It's taken a look at your, your, you put in the crop that you've grown, the maturity of your crop, your planting date. So it can really give you that finite forecast to say, here's what your water needs, not all right now, but in the future as well over the next week. So that's kind of the, I started, I started with kind of the Cadillac, you know, really fancy version, but Across the world, both here in the U.S. and other places like Brazil, we've been doing irrigation scheduling off satellites for decades. And what I mean by that is it could be 
um, some satellite imagery that we go out and acquire, or it can even be off of free satellites, whether it's off the Sentinel band or things like that. So right inside of Valley 365, regardless of what you choose, um, you can get a scheduling package um, that would have some pretty decent information for your field. And I always laugh because if you go in and read the USDA irrigation survey, fully, I think it's around 10, it might be closer to 20% of growers admit their irrigation scheduling is, they just watch what the neighbor's doing. Um, so again, and I'm not saying many of us haven't been guilty of that, but once again, as we know the cost of fuel, the, the need for water conservation, things like that, we absolutely need a better payback on our machines than that. So for a pretty small investment, you can get some pretty sophisticated tools around the scheduling of your uh, irrigation for your crops. We talked about AgSense and its um, functionality and um, kind of how it interacts with Valley. Uh, I want to talk for a second, just because I have background and my research project is focused around chemigation. Um, how are our farmers, um, do you see a lot of farmers using AgSense specifically for chemigation? Or are they using it for irrigation management? Um, how are they um, using this technology and is it benefiting their not just their water management but nitrogen management too no that's a great question and i'd say that's an area that i don't want to say we failed but i think that's a really untapped opportunity for farmers for valley for you and your research just for agriculture in general and what i mean by that is not to go all motherhood and apple pie but again it's back to really better using our resources and understanding. Um, one of the cool parts of, uh, that I've been able to do is interface with some of these guys um, back in kind of your home country. You may have heard a guy by the name of David Hula and a guy by the name of Randy Dowdy. And there's, a lot, and, there's, and there's other guys like them. But one of the things that when you think about um, really optimizing yields and again, growing up in a corn steak, I'm always most comfortable talking about corn, but that idea of spoon feeding the nitrogen at the exact right time. And so again, yes, it's important not, you know, we think about groundwater contamination, we think about nitrogen management, and I'm not downplaying the, the importance of that, but let's face it, here's a tool that you're seeing through your research. It's a really, really I don't want to say easy, but it's pretty basic. I mean, like I said, you know, I was delivering liquid fertilizer to farmers when I was in high school. You know, that was one of my summer jobs. And we are not still really optimizing chemigation and fertigation now. So maybe that's partly on us as the manufacturer to say, hey, our products aren't compelling enough. Um, and to that end, we have some that we can talk about either now or later. But just back to your general question, I think that's a great opportunity because labor costs are higher um, and, and both the, the, the person in the sprayer or in the cab applying the anhydrous or applying the crop protection. So what better way to do it than an appliance that's already sitting in the field? So as I look out over the next, say, 20 years or 30 years, I really think that's an area that we're going to get a lot of uptick on. And we've seen it. Again, the benefit of my job is I get to travel the world. And even though maybe USA labor costs are fairly expensive, even in places that have quote unquote cheap labor, 
It's the same story as what we've seen with cell phones, right? Developing countries don't lay copper lines and don't mess around with all the things. They go right to cell phones. They go right to the highest, you know, the latest 5G. They go to right to the latest technology. So that's one of the things we see as we travel the world is that kind of technology adoption. It's a really good, um, I think I, I agree 100%. And I might be biased because my thesis is based around uh, fertigation and uh, nitrogen management and corn production across Nebraska. But I think there's a there's a big potential for spoon feeding it. Um, and we've seen in research that, you know, there's certain points of the corn uptake nitrogen cycle that are, are important. And, um, you know, maybe we need to, uh, we talked with Jackson Stansel last week um, and, you know, he, his company is doing fertigation management and uh, it's just some really exciting things in that in that area, in that space right now. And I think I think it has a lot of potential to assist farmers and just the overall environment as well. Would you be able to share some of the new advancements in variable rate irrigation and its uh, capabilities in Valley Pivots? Right. No, absolutely. And it kind of goes right back to the panel. And so the the nice part is literally uh, if you're buying anything in the last, uh, for sure, five years, but every panel that Valley sells now um, has a basic speed uh, control in there. And so you could very easily do what I would call very elementary speed prescription to get variable rate irrigation literally on every pivot that we sell. But yet, I don't have the statistic off my head, but probably only 20 to 30% of our folks are doing it. And again, um, let's face it, most fields are going to have variability, whether it's even if it's not in the soil type, just the the natural topography is going to say, hey, here's the low spot. Here's the high spot. Um, so so every pivot that comes out has variable rate ready to go. Then we have two other. And so we would call that a speed prescription. And then there's two other, which is zone. Um, which is just that we take the pick, the pivot, whether it be span by span or even maybe a couple zones per span, or you can go all the way down and do the individual nozzle as well. So those are our three um, uh, ways that we can variably irrigate. And once again, kind of like the message about chemigation and fertigation, um, the uptake isn't super high. Um, but in the places where you need it, we've seen it to be super, super effective. And what I mean by that is, again, when you think about uh, crops like potatoes, when you think about crops like seed corn, where it gets really important to hit the right spots in a very precise manner, which is basically figure probably a couple yards, you know, uh, that you could get down to. Um, so you have a lot of different ways you can vary that uh, water application under a pivot. Um, and how do maybe your sales or um, tech support, or how do they determine what fit might be best for that farmer's field? Or is that solely up to the farmer? Do you have any way to assist them in that decision? No, that's a great question because we, um, and again, most people do, but we have a regular quote unquote sprinkler chart or sprinkler package. So that's something that your Valley dealer has. And if it's a complicated one, we have a couple of specialists or technicians that office out of Valley, but yet go all over the world. And so they can really hone down. Um, so even if you're, you're growing, one of the craziest things I've ever seen grown is organic green bean seed. Now, from an agronomic standpoint, that's not that exciting, but the point is, you know, no matter what your crop is, whether you're growing edible beans, whether you're growing carrots, 
um, you know, and whatever your soil type is, we can really optimize those sprinkler packages. And like I said, 90 plus percent of the time, that local dealer has that software and has that tool. But if for some reason you've got that special situation, obviously we, we've got that on and uh, that our guys do a great job. They've got a lot of experience. And that's the cool part about working with somebody like Valmont or Valley is, um, again, we operate all over the world and over 76 years, we've seen about all of it. Okay. So what do you see the importance of being a better steward of our water resources as we go into the future? Well, I think we've got some uh, places both here in North America, but you can look to places around the world where folks haven't taken care of their water resources. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, there's a, I just saw, and really, I can't remember it was a TikTok or a YouTube, doesn't matter, but it was a time-lapse of center pivots in Saudi Arabia. And it went from, you know, desert to green and now back to desert because basically they emptied their aquifers. And now as a result, they're having to import, you know, basically anything, We even, even uh, alfalfa for their dairy farms. Um, so I think the the more we can, the more we can understand exactly, hey, what are the resources we have? And having some of those hard conversations um, you know, we could do a whole segment and, and this was one more thing that I was really glad that, you know, I thought maybe I might want to be a lawyer. And then I took my first, you know, like water law, land law class, you know, and, and so I understand a lot of these regulations are, you know, decades, if not a century old. Um, but I think if we tie back to, and I don't mean to sound like a broken record, but it's always back to pay back for the grower. So again, it doesn't pay the grower to pump extra water. Those energy costs alone, you know, can counteract that before we get into some of the environmental impacts. The other thing that Val that we're doing at Valley is we're really getting involved in a couple of um, uh, renewable initiatives, whether that be around carbon credits. Um, which I know there's a lot to shake out there, but um, that's we're really interested in that and also interested in trying to do the same thing around water as well. So again, I think, you know, whether you love them or hate them, the ESG, the Environmental, Societal and Government and, and Governmental Initiatives, even for a company the size of Valmont, much less when you get into the very, very large multinational food chains, when you get into large distributors, so I think this is going to be a great opportunity for growers to get some payback and actually get paid for what they do. Um, and that's always that's a, that's always a challenge as well. So from from my standpoint, if we can keep it on making sure there's payback for the grower, then that way they can set up their farm so they can make sure and hand it to the next generation and make sure that there's water there to hand to the next generation as well. Yeah, that, that's really important. And I think... Um... I think our water can be taken for granted and we're just we're really blessed here in Nebraska to have such a such a great source of water for all of the irrigation systems. Um, but are there any cha challenges besides maybe that kernel investment that you were just kind of talking about with farmers? Um, besides that, are there any challenges that you face with getting farmers to adopt these um, irrigation technologies? Yeah, absolutely. There's big, there's big challenges. And we kind of alluded to it earlier in that there's so much out there. And so it's, even though we're very comfortable with the payback, um, we know that farmers are being really overwhelmed with all the, you know, everybody's got the technology and, and we even uh, somewhat kind of laugh about that in our office and that literally 
um, you know, Jackson and the and the Sentinel is super exciting. But, you know, if you wanted to, you could meet with five or 10 people like that every week. Um, so as a result, the farmers got to say, OK, here's what's and it's what I alluded to earlier. Here's what's possible, but here's what's actually going to pay me today. So that's what our really are. That's that fine line is to get in front of that grower, because, again, I wake up every morning thinking about irrigation and center pivots and and lands and water stewardship. But let's face it, our growers, they're running a business and, and and besides their family aspects as well. So I think making it relevant for them and really having a hard hitting benefit to say, here's here's the concrete ways we're saving you money, which is why, you know, the AgSense Valley 365 has had such great adoption, but yet isn't even completely adopted now 20 years later because They've got to see that benefit. And, and so as a result, just the, all the noise is what I really worry about the most. Yeah, that's definitely an issue for some producers. So where do you think the future of digital ag is going and what do you think its relationship is with irrigation? So I think that the, the autonomy um, is headed there. And what I mean by that is, you know, whether it's, whether it's the driverless tractors, whether it's sea and spray, um, you know, whatever the case may be, even more variability than what we see today. So, you know, the other thing we've said is that, um, and again, this is almost passe technology now too, but if, if most of us still have one at home, if you think about what an inkjet printer looks like, you know, we can turn the center pivot into an inkjet printer today. But once again, is that is that going to be a benefit to the grower? So what I see is whether it's and that's that's the other thing I should have mentioned is, you know, we can ingest not just data from the pivot, but we can bring in the satellite data. We can bring in drone data. So we've got to be a clearinghouse or at least have partnered with people that can really bring all that together. And then, like you said, here's the actionable insight and here's how you can go, because I think maybe at least, maybe not in your guys' lifetime, but for my lifetime, I think somebody's still going to have to hit the go button. You know, for for the foreseeable future, you still need that that either the owner operator himself or herself or that trusted advisor, the agronomist or ever saying, yeah, go ahead and do this. There's, a, there's still a go button, even though it may all happen automatically, I think at least for the foreseeable future. I don't know if you guys agree with that or not. I would say, yeah. Yeah, I w- I would agree. I think there's a lot of opportunity for it, but uh, like you said, there's still gonna be have to be an operator hit and go, and it's not gonna be the world taken over by robots quite yet. Um, <laughs> so, well, thanks for all of this great information today. Is there um somewhere that our listeners can go to um get connected with Valley or um connected with you as well? Right, absolutely. Valleyirrigation.com is the best place to go, um, and your local dealer as well. Um, so we've got, gosh, I lost count, but I think it's over 300 locations here in the United States and more of that across around the world. So, um, but yeah, valleyirrigation.com is a great place to kind of see what's out there and, and at least get some videos of what we're talking about. Um, and, and again, you bet there's always, uh, ways to, ways to get into our, you know, our 800 number, or our email addresses, you bet we're out there. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Is there anything that we didn't bring up that you would like to mention before we wrap up this episode? I think it's just, it's really, um, it, I don't want to sound hokey, but it's really an honor for me to get to work for, you know, the granddaddy of them all. And there's not too many companies that literally have changed the face of the earth. 
you know, so not just on satellites, but when, you know, the space shuttle's orbiting, when astronauts walked, you can see the effects of center pivots, you know, from space. And you think about what that has done to be able to feed, you know, the, the world as it stood up. And I think we just passed 8 billion people here this week, headed to nine or headed to 10. So again, we are part of something pretty cool. And I think that's something that it's easy to lose sight of that as we were always in our daily grind, so to speak. But, you know, back to keep your eyes open, lean on, you know, lean on the research and talk, you know, and again, farmers are great at reaching out and doing that, right? Who are the best people to do that than farmers? And so, you know, I think just keep your eyes open and figure out what's going to work for you and your operation because the sky's the limit. Yeah, that's really great. And a lot of advice there in that question. Um, our tradition here on the Farm Bits podcast is to last question is to ask for a piece of advice. So we'll see if you have some more some more helpful advice for us uh, in this question. Um, but what would be your advice to a farmer looking to expand their operation with digital and precision tools and irrigation? Uh, so again, it really goes back to making sure that you've got that device connected to the cloud for that monitor and control piece. Uh, once you do that, then whether it's scheduling, whether it's automatic, whether it's turning on a fertilizer pump, whether it's, you know, some of this cool stuff that we've talked about with the remote sensing, um, I'd say that's really like the building block. Um, and don't be afraid to challenge the norm. You know, just because the pivot was nozzled this way, we can re-nozzle it this way. There's been a lot of advancements. We didn't talk a lot today, even about the water application, which is kind of the granddaddy of them all. And what I mean by that. And I'm sure you guys have seen that in your research when, you know, you don't have to run the pressures you used to. You don't have to run the flows that you used to. Um, so as we think about being able to run a pivot off of solar panels, when we think about not having to rely upon a power unit or, or you know, electricity from the traditional grid, it starts to free some things up. So, but I'd say, once again, get that thing connected and then, then you can really start to think about where you can go. Thank you very much to Darren Siegman for taking the time to join this episode of the Farm Bits podcast. It's really exciting to hear how Valley is doing so much in the digital space, just as much as they are in the basic irrigation practices. I think one of my favorite parts of this episode um, is how this company is just having so many product offerings and digital tools available to farmers. Um, and I really appreciate how much Darren stressed getting connected to the cloud with those pivots and um, how we can prevent problems um, in yield loss and in the future on their operations. I agree. I also think that all of the variable rate technology um, is really helpful for producers to be able to apply the amount of water that the crop needs and not over apply and you know cause problems with uh, not having enough water for the future or and just being better stewards of water. Mm -hmm. I hope you enjoyed this episode and we look forward to sharing another digital ag story with you next week on Farm Bits. Thank you for taking the time to join us today on the Farm Bits podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts to be informed about the latest content each week. We welcome your feedback. So if you have comments or questions for us, please reach out to us over email, on Twitter, or in the review section of your favorite podcast platform. Our contact information can be found in the show notes. We would like to thank Nebraska Extension for their support of this podcast and their commitment to providing high-quality informational material to members of the agricultural community in Nebraska and beyond. 
The opinions expressed by the hosts and guests on this podcast are solely their own and do not reflect the views of Nebraska Extension or the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. We look forward to you joining us next week for another episode of Farm Bits.